Hey y'all, it's your girl Amber. Just wanted to get y'all before the episode, but we're having a sexpert on the show next week. So if you have any questions, concerns about sex or relationships, email us at epraythought at gmail.com or DM us in our Insta at epraythought with a zero or Twitter DM us at epraythought. Bye! Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Eat, Pray, Thought podcast. I am your co-host, Savoy Anthony Jefferson. Yes, I'm your co-host, Savoy Anthony Jefferson, the undisputed bussy champion, the number one thought ally, the head thoughtress, top five bussy dead or alive, the essence of a bussy, Cardi B, fat bitch bussy. And, you know... The bussy has been surrendered. Um, surrendered to God. Um, Cause it's the God in me. Hey. <laughs> and we have my lovely co-host. Al, what's up, what's up? Okay, first of all, Savoy, you are the host, number one. Um, I said what I said. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> We're co-hosts. Okay, what's up, y'all? Hey, y'all. Uh, it's your girl, Amber, a.k.a. Emo Black Girl, a.k.a. Dual Oxetina Knowles, a.k.a. Antidepressants, a.k.a. Savoy's partner in thought. Mm. Uh, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? Welcome to episode 211, entitled The Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Uh... <laughs> So, me and Amber were going over the questions, and she was like, what do you want to title this episode? She's like, what is in your spirit? And I was like, the diary of a mad black woman. You know what? Um, <laughs> first of all, this is one of my favorite Tyler Perry movies. It is his best. That and, What is his best? Uh, I also liked, um, what was the one with, with Janet and all of them? I liked that um, one, too. I still think diary of mad black yeah woman. so anyways this diary of mad black woman and the one with janet um i can't remember it right now so um why do we get married why do we get married so those are my two favorite um tyler perry films uh, shout out to tyler perry because even though sometimes his works is you know a little different he is employing lots and lots of beautiful black people in atlanta those two sh- so those two movies are like the least tyler perry of fair so. um what's your favorite um part in the movie because ah, ah! i'm petty um it, i know is everybody's favorite part when she throw him in the fucking yep, water yep, when yep, she throw him in that bathtub as soon he... as he gets thrown into that bathtub out of that wheelchair i'm like yes come yeah, on sis yeah because yeah. <laughs> i've been there i mean i've never thrown anybody in the uh in yeah. the bathtub but i've had that level of anger yeah pretty much Anyways, so mm-hmm. episode is tired of Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Why are you mad, sis? <laughs> <laughs> we not going there? <laughs> we'll get there soon. Um, revelations. <laughs> all right. Um, we are going to today, all thoughts welcome, Devin Michael Lowe. Devin is an actor extraordinaire and the organizer of of trans masculine support groups um devin is from houston which because i just found that out because i don't know for some reason me and amber both thought you were from new york (laughs) and then i was like he started talking i was like he's not from new york no no it's from houston texas home of the young and the reckless come on come on (laughs) come on chopped and screwed (laughs) chopped and motherfucking screwed hi devin hi how are you Thank, thank you, you for coming. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure no, to be here. Thank you for coming. 
Um, I'm going to take Devin's ring later. Um, <laughs> you can try. Right? Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, you from Houston, so. <laughs> he did say young and reckless. <laughs> right? He did say the young and reckless. Um, Don't let this pink suit fool you. Come on, come on. He has on a lovely pink blazer. Yes. <laughs> Devin is ignorant, and I already love him. Yes. Um, but you know why I thought you were from New York? Why? Because you look like Dominican, Puerto Rican, Bronxy. You know, everyone makes that assumption, but I actually have like no Latin blood in me whatsoever. Mm. I'm just light skinned. That's all. <laughs> are, you, are you Creole? I hate to ask that question. Uh, no, I'm a... Jamaican, actually. Okay. My father was born and raised in Montego Bay. Mm. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you still New York. My mother's a colonizer. <laughs> we don't talk about Okay. You know what? I'm so done with my mother. It's a colonist. Your mama uh, raised you, so. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I love my mama. That's okay. Shout out to your mom. Shout out to your mom. Um, is there any little known fact that you would like to tell us, Devin, before we jump into the episode? Anything the, the girls a should know? A little known fact. The yeah. girls Anything. and the guys Anything. should know that I'm pansexual. So mm-hmm. I've been heard that people like my voice. So okay. if you're interested, mm-hmm. I'll make sure to give you all my contact information <laughs> the show. <laughs> so fucking dumb. This I'm also polyamorous. Not- that's important. Okay. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Damn. Be the first. Damn. Okay. okay. <laughs> Are you currently... Um, enjoying anyone's company actually never mind because i want to let you because you know you got to save that oh, right, no, we, right. yeah we're we not we, even we, at the thought part yeah yet. yeah 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 and also you know i don't want you know i want your future you know yeah booze. don't stifle yeah, exactly i'm not trying to stifle <laughs> your you gonna offer all your information at the end of the episode so um we'll let you do that so um okay so we're gonna just jump into it bussy pep talks this is one reason why um me, Amber, and the guests love ourselves for the week. One reason why we're proud of ourselves. Um, I'm not going to go go first this week because I still have to think about mine. Amber, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Okay. Um, why am I proud of myself this week? Um, okay. Um, to just be transparent, um, I uh, recently, or on Monday, actually, last week, um, I recently interviewed for a job and I didn't get the job that I wanted, but I did technically get the job to work there. And so um, I was like really disappointed and I just feel proud of myself because, you know, I was able to be sad about it, talk about it, get through it. And then also like have a lot of courage and hope that like, Mm -hmm. it's not the end of the world. And like, my life isn't over and I'm not a huge failure. So, um, I've been listening. I don't know no failures. Right. I mean, and sometimes you fail, you know, I've been Mm -hmm. listening to like a lot of, uh, Cardi B. I was listening to get up 10, like five times in a row and you know, you knock me down nine times, but I'm gonna get up 10. Amen a word. So mm. shout out to Cardi for shout uh, out Cardi for helping me get through it. Amen. Um, I guess I'm next. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this week has been um, a roller coaster. Yes, emotionally. Um, I have come to terms with some certain some certain things and some issues and I I'm, I'm proud of myself because I think I'm finally understanding that um 
had it and then I lost it. Okay. Anyways, I'm finally understanding that like it's okay for something just not to work out and that it doesn't have to be toxic for it to be like a lesson or it doesn't have to be like this toxic or a lesson learned per se. It could just be that ultimately like you two great people meet each other and it just doesn't click and that's okay. Um, it's not a match. Thank you. Next. Um, and it it took me until last night slash this morning to realize that, um, (laughs) to the young gentleman that I was very upset with on Friday, I apologize um, because I definitely was trying to be angry um, or or more spirit. Like I I think my disappointment led to anger and I had to take myself out of that because ultimately like it just ain't going to be what I wanted it to be. But also Mm -hmm. it ain't right. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) you got to be real with myself and realize that certain things just ain't right. So, um, yeah. Ooh, let it go. Let it go. And I'm doing that. Um, and not in a negative way. Um, and I'm just going to be more positive for the rest of the year slash the beginning of the, the new year because I have been very negative as of lately. So anyways, Devin, what is your... Right? <laughs> that was like the last, in the next two weeks. <laughs> right? So, like, uh, um, no, for real, I'm going to be more positive. Yes. So, <laughs> positive bussy. <laughs> oh, that's a new one. That is a good one. Uh, um... Devin, what 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 is your bussy pep talk for the week? Oh, my bussy pep talk for the week. <laughs> mm. Um, well, the original question was, what am I proud of? For yeah, the, bussy pep talk is like, week. what are you, what are you proud of, or why you love yourself? Right? Yeah, for this week. All right, so this week, I'm proud of myself this week because I've been taking more initiative at work. Um, yeah, really, like I uh, I do run trans masculine support groups, but I'm also the new. Um, outreach specialist at GMHC so I do a lot of uh, workshops and facilitation around like sexual health and um, you know like breaking down like STD HIV different frameworks like that educating folks and so I've like taken all of the past curriculum that they were using and like editing up all of these workshops and like making sure that it's more trans and non-binary inclusive the language um, really trying to um, demand some more resources for the people that I'm working with, more mm-hmm. marginalized communities, making mm-hmm. sure like they're getting fed and they're getting more more support than what's being given, and just like really standing by that and making a commitment, asking like to join like the community boards there so that I can advocate on people's behalf, more like MSM younger folks because a lot of the people on the board are Caucasian men in their fifties and sixties, and it's just. They're out of touch, you know, so like really making that I stand firm and and am standing up for the folks that, you know, are like me in my intersections, you know, so I'm I'm proud of myself for that because I just got brought on board and already I'm coming at them with a fierceness. Come on. Come on, Iron Fist. Yes. With a a chopped and screwed element. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we'll just jump into it. Um, Eat. Um... So I originally had this question, but actually, just gonna ask because you you've been here five years, so you you go to the bodega. What does your dream bodega sandwich consist of? See, y'all gonna make fun of me. This how you gonna know that I'm not a New Yorker. <laughs> no, but I'm bougie. Like I stay I stay by this really cute bodega, so I got spoiled. So my idea bodega sandwich is like um. 
like a honey turkey with a monster cheese and spinach with mayo and avocado. Yes. Okay. Salt and pepper that, like that. You sound like that sounds like my uh, bougie bodega. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Amber lives right next to a bougie bodega too. So the bougie bodegas we we know about those. Mm-hmm. Um mm, kind of hungry now. <laughs> I eat it all day so. Um okay. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. I like avocado. Um mm-hmm. what is your favorite restaurant in Houston? Like, what restaurant would you tell all, everybody? Or, what restaurant would you take, like, your boo? Like, you going and, you know, you bringing them to Houston, you bringing them home. Where would you take, what what restaurant would you take oh them to in Houston? <laughs> See, you threw me off for a loop with that question. I wasn't even prepared for that. I was thinking about New York. Um, I ain't been home in so long. Honestly, I wouldn't even take my boo to no restaurant like that. I mean, they got some cute seafood restaurants out um, in Texas, hook, line, and sinker and all that. But uh, I prefer my grandmama's cooking. When I go home, I'm going for a home-cooked meal. Okay. Like, you know, like I'm from down south, so that's where mm-hmm. it's at. I be craving my, my mama's cooking when I go out to eat over here. So, um, But uh, I don't know, maybe like a Papacito's. Okay. Yeah, I ain't got those up here. Mm-hmm. No, we don't. Yeah, so get you nice some filet shrimp and stuff. Little crab cakes, all that. Yeah. Okay, this is a little shady, but yo, the colonizer mama, she she know how to make something. Oh, food? it's true. See, my my mom, my mom is one of those white people that only hangs around black people. Oh, okay. <laughs> she grew up in the hood. She like <laughs> she learned how to cook at like uh, strictly from like Spanish and Caribbean okay. folks so my mom throw down she don't cook like no white folk you'd okay. be surprised so if be you did like a blind test mm-hmm. yeah my mom literally sends me seasoning ships them to me from Texas because New York don't got right. it like that You're right. so you know right. a word spice New up York my life got it like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on, spice up your life, every boy and every girl. Spice so, up your life. La 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 la. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh a record. <laughs> spice girls. Mm. Okay, you. what dish are you bringing to the holiday potluck? I'm probably bringing like a sweet potato pie. Okay, because I can't cook. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a patty pie? Patty. <laughs> no. No. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Y'all didn't see the, the, the face. The face like, no, not at all. Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I've never I, had one, so. So, thanks to Tierra, mm-hmm. um, she brought home, like, it was like a a patty apple and peach cobbler. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was really good. Okay. It was home. It was like, it felt homemade. Did okay. It with ice cream. It don't come with ice cream, but I did put ice cream in it. Ooh, that's what I mean. You gotta. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I put the ice cream. Yeah, I, vanilla bean, of course. What's one food? <laughs> yeah, I'm a fat. Um, what's one food that you can't live without? Oxtails. Hands you down. Are real. You are a real Caribbean right now. That's true. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Southern person too. <laughs> so people okay. don't know Black Americans eat oxtails. That's true. It's that's so fair. funny. Yeah, so. Um, favorite brunch spot in NYC. My favorite brunch spot is actually really close to here. It's probably Angel of Harlem. It's like okay. right on Frederick and 122. Really like brunch at Angel of Harlem? Yeah, you know, I mean, sometimes they have some cute little music. I really go for the drinks more than anything. Okay. It's a brunch spot. So <laughs> brunch sounds like mimosas to me. Fair. 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 A, a word. A statement. Um, what's the best meal you've had this year? 
the best meal I had this year was probably Thanksgiving, honestly. Yeah, like my homie cooked. I went over there. I had quite a few meals. You know, I was hopping oh, around yeah. different households. <laughs> but uh, Come on. my homie made these candy yams that was so motherfucking good. Oh, I was eating them for like three days. <laughs> um, but it was good. It was good. I had like my aunt made like some stuffed Cornish hens that were really tasty. Because, you know, we don't do turkey. It's oh, always okay. dry. <laughs> yeah it is a dry I'm not a fan of dry bird so never mind I'm never what mind. you got to say what you got to say ah, just ah, say ah, it ah, 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 ah. because my one of my best friends Ashley mm-hmm. from New Orleans she always calls dick bird so I mm. always she be like I don't want no dry dick either please yeah. lotion your dicks please ah, 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 ah. please Ashy. Devin I'm sorry are we not there yet no we are there <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I for real went on a rant about Ashy yeah, Dick. Me too. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Like, where do you get the goal? Like the audacious <laughs> mandate, the audacity. Like it's. I mean, but maybe they don't know it's Ashy. How do you not know? I can see it. You can see it. Yeah. You took the picture and looked at it. Maybe they in all of its ashiness and said, "This is the one." <laughs> and chose to send that to me I'd be offended maybe they think it's the flash mm. 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 <laughs> like, there should be gre- if it's flash then it should be greasy it should be a whole lot yeah. that's a different look that is Ooh, cause it looks like you're ready to sit on it mm-hmm. when it's greasy it's when like, it's, it's like, know, oh, it's gonna... nice and wet I, I don't okay. want to right. talk about I don't want to talk about dick right now alright no, okay. no, just All don't right. have that in my spirit the show's called Eat Pray Thought alright I'm, 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 I'm just saying I don't want to talk about dick right, right now champion okay shut up <laughs> coming for your title I'm triggered I'm triggered right now I'm in a triggered place okay I feel you I feel you um motherfucker you fucking stand your Anyways, what is your go-to? No, you don't. Uh, (laughs) What is your go-to movie snack? My go-to movie snack is probably Reese's Pieces. You get the real big box. It's either that. Sometimes it's Bunch of Crunch. Okay. I kind of switch, but if I had to pick one, come on, Bunch of Crunch. What is Bunch of Crunch? You don't know what Bunch of Crunch is? (laughs) Oh my God! It's like the you know like the Crunch Bars. You know Crunch Bar. Yes. So it's those, but in little like tiny bites. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. They're okay. delicious. Yeah. Okay. But it can be a lot. You know, it it's a lot be. of chocolate, and you'll have to eat the whole thing. Cause you mm-hmm. know. I only get raisinets. So. Raisinets. I know. Yeah. He's a 70-year-old mm-hmm. black woman. Oh. I am not a 70-year-old <laughs> black woman. That's why this is diary of... You know what, Devin? What you're not going to do is come on my show, though, and, and shave me. This is what you wanted. No, no, this is not what I want. No, 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 no. Incorrect. <laughs> and first of all, Issa Ray also likes Raisinets. Who is also a 70-year-old black woman. Shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> fuck, sh- fuck you. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we're done with eat. We're going to go into pray. Uh, my favorite. Okay. Uh, uh, that was when you got the questions. That was like your favorite part. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Okay. Oh, all right. Look at us. Getting into the meat and Flip potatoes. Yes. Come on. Mm-hmm. Emphasis on meat. Um, <laughs> woo, child. All right. We start praying the same way every time. What is your passion? My passion is people. My passion is community. Um, I'm passionate about liberation for queer trans people of color, especially mm-hmm. black folks, indigenous folks. Um, so you always see me out and about. Um, 
Yeah, all of my work is really focused on community organizing before anything else. I mean, yes, I act, but um, that really came through as um, it came in through as a result of my activism. So okay. I was artivism. <laughs> gotcha. Mm. Okay. All right. So you know what? Now that kind of changes the the trajectory of these questions. I mean, not necessarily. But... Yeah, not really. Okay. Um. You're right. Come on. Get get me together. When did you know you wanted to become an actor then? Mm. Well, I knew I wanted to act when I started watching Orange is the New Black with Laverne Cox back in 2013. Okay. Mm. I saw her on screen. She was the first black trans person that I'd ever seen on like a mainstream platform. Mm. And I said, wow, you can do this. That means I can do this. Mm. Um, it, it was so inspiring to me. Um, and she's always been a really big influence for me trying to uh, use my platform for, for good because I've seen her out and about at various talks outside of the show, but just talking about different intersectional issues that black trans people are going through. And uh, she's a phenomenal speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, definitely Orange is the New Black. Uh, 2013 was. Yeah, yeah, it was 2013. I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I too. I was in I was in North Carolina. I was in California actually. I lived in LA for a year before I moved out here to NYC. Oh, the ghetto. Do you? Did you like LA? It's got good weed, good weather, <laughs> but it's not New York. Yeah. Transportation is a lot harder to get around there. You know, I don't like to drive. So. Really. Yeah. Same. Really, me? None of us do. <laughs> none of us in this room. I want a chauffeur. <laughs> Can't wait till I'm rich and famous and just Ooh, yeah. Uber everywhere. Dog. I'm trying to get there. Ooh, Um. Okay. So, what is the hardest thing about being uh, an actor and living in NYC? And how does how do you how would you say it differs from being a working or living actor? Like maybe like compared to like a LA or Chicago. I think the hardest part about being an actor in NYC is probably just the the competition. Okay. There is so many people here, and they're coming every day from all over the world, all over the country, and Ooh. all seeking the same thing. So, and uh. Unlike L.A. or Chicago, I feel, is there's so many original people here in New York. You know, people are beautiful. I walk down the street and everybody looks so unique. Everybody's got a style of their own and um, everybody's got something to, to look out for. And, of course, casting directors and they're always looking for the next big new thing. And so mm-hmm. it's really important to stand out when you go on a casting calls and things like that. That's why I don't really like casting calls. I like to be called. <laughs> in come on, well, come on, to waste come my on. time, but um, but yeah, there's just I don't like to be around the common folk. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta speak, you know, manifest. Come but on. um, ah, 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 ah. um, but yeah, so it's just it's just a lot of a lot of competition, you know, especially doing the work that I'm doing. You know, there's a lot of queer trans folks here in the city. So, okay. um, but regardless, I it it gives me a inspiration at the same time every day i'm i'm constantly being influenced by the people around me so i feel like that's both a a positive as well as a negative okay come on all right so we'll get into the next question um you've been public about your recent top surgery congratulations thank you um how do you feel how do you feel mentally after undergoing the surgery oh my gosh it's just like a 
I guess should we exp- should we have you? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe because yeah, people don't even know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some people might not know so, what surgery is. Right. So I mean, I didn't really give a, a thorough breakdown of who I am at the beginning of the podcast, actually. But I am a, a trans man. I identify as a trans masculine person. So I was assigned female at birth, but honestly, mm-hmm. I identify as male. Um, and so with that being said, I've undergone um, a couple of different things i go i've gone through hormone therapy so i take testosterone injections and things like that just to keep my testosterone levels on par mm-hmm. with a average cis male range things like that but uh, uh i just recently got a, a bilateral mastectomy so the removal of the breast tissue on my chest so, to have a more masculinized uh chest so and I, w- I was binding for about eight almost nine years before i finally received my top surgery because i came out when i was like 17 wow. um and i'm 26 now so it's been oh, wow. a long time it was really stressful on my body and mm-hmm. um it's just such a wave of calmness and a wave of relief that i'm feeling to be able to um just put on what i want and not mm-hmm. being able to worry about what it looks like and i'm, I'm adjust, constantly adjusting myself um afraid of like being out in public and getting clocked and being concerned about going to the gym and just there's so many things that I, it's just such a huge relief and i've had people come up to me at work and just say wow you you just look so at ease you look a lot more peaceful because mm-hmm. I, ju- I just feel like you could see the anxiety on my face after a long day because i'm constantly working and uh, the binding is really stressful on the body. You're not supposed to wear a binder for more than eight hours, 12 hours, absolute maximum, if you've got, like, a, a looser one. But um, the, the complication really, like, causes your uh, rib cage to be bruised and, and cracked ribs and things of that nature. So um, after a long day, you know, I was stressed. Like, I can't really focus on you. I'm focusing on trying to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's just a huge relief. It's opened up so many doors for me. Now I can actually, you know, go out and have that drink with my friend after work. I, I don't have to go home and get this thing off of me. So um, it's really beautiful. It's just to look in the mirror and finally see myself reflected um, the way that I've always envisioned myself to be is really beautiful. Um, and I'm very grateful. So Okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's, that's so sweet. <laughs> that's beautiful. I'm proud. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm Thank proud you. Of you. So, in your Instagram, you say I'm a um, I'm radical softness. I am masculinely redefined. I am the endless possibilities of man. What do you mean by that? And why is radical softness important to you? Mm. Are y'all ready for this? this is my favorite question so i'm gonna try to keep it <laughs> try to keep it cute but it's probably gonna be my lengthiest answer um give us so, you yeah yes. so i mean a lot of people when we think about masculinity um our first thoughts are like hard and rugged stoic we're we're talking about aggression and dominance and mm-hmm. um the actions and emotions that are signs of masculinity are all very limiting and it's like you can't wear this and you can't like this and you can't play with that like you're not allowed to express sadness only rage Mm -hmm. and it this goes so far that i've heard people using this phrase like masculinity as a prison Mm -hmm. um and i can definitely understand where people why that resonates with some people but for me being someone who um, has a more complex understanding of gender and the gender binary as a social construct. Um, I realize that these rules that we've assigned to masculinity and to femininity are complete bullshit. You know, they really are. And so, like, the term 
masculinity by definition refers to the attributes that are associated with men and boys. So keyword being associated, which means that it's subject to change. Mm-hmm. And it does change. You know, what is considered masculine changes based on time and place and culture, etc. And so right now our culture is really battling with this demon that is toxic masculinity and that tells boys like you can't not to be kind and not to be soft, gentle, loving, sympathetic, um, or to be in touch with their own emotions. And I rebuke that. Mm-hmm. You know, I rebuke that completely. I refuse to allow myself to be forced into this box that each of us are assigned at birth. You yeah. know, obviously as a trans masculine person, so that's clear. And I'm brave enough to reach out to my brothers around me and tell them that you don't have to be stuck in this box either. Mm. You know, like, be soft, be beautiful, be expansive, uh, because we are beautiful, especially as black and brown men, as black and brown individuals. And that goes against everything that we've been taught growing up. And for me, that's radical and necessary work um, for the liberation of our souls as a people. And so while for many people, masculinity is a constraint, for me, my masculinity is limitless. Mm. And so for me, masculinity isn't what I do or what I look like. It's the aura that I exude. It's, it's who I am internally. And so I can be anything. And that's what I mean when I say I'm the endless possibilities of man. Mm. Come on. I'm jam, I'm a little wet. Okay. <laughs> I was like, ooh. <laughs> right? Like, ooh, come on. <laughs> Endless. Limitless. Can you talk to some of the, the toxic ass niggas on Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Believe me. Please follow me on Twitter because I will read. <laughs> <laughs> come on, co host. You didn't do the next question. Woo. Um, so, okay. So, we'll. We'll kind of step a little bit back and go back to um, just like the actors and stuff. And we were talking about um, Laverne Cox and you were talking a lot about and we've seen like a lot of new trans characters uh, out there with Pose, which is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I got a lot of friends on Pose. Golden Globe nominated. I mean, Mm -hmm. the best show this year, hands down. Absolutely. Hands down. Without a doubt. Um, So what... What other characters do you envision uh, trans actors to play? Oh man, um, I mean, I want to see, I want to see trans men as the the lead love interest. I want to see, mm-hmm. I want to see a black trans woman as a superhero. Yeah, you know, I want to see stuff about um, about trans athletes, um, trans boxers. Um, Patricio, yes. Patricio, uh, yes. literally just, just won, won his mm-hmm. his first fight um, last night. His first professional boxing. He's okay, the first professional transgender boxer yes. uh, to ever to ever be recognized. And so that's phenomenal. I would love to see a story about him. You know, but that would be a good. It would be it would be amazing. Uh, but also, you know, I want to see trans people just playing everyday characters because that's what we are in everyday lives you know we're we're doctors and lawyers and ceos but we're also your baristas and your cashiers Mm -hmm. and your servers and you know i just i just want people to see us existing in the way that we are in space you know people are very fascinated by seeing all of these transgender people 
um, playing different characters nowadays is we're getting more publicity. But, you know, we as if, you know, this is something new mm-hmm. when in reality we've always been here. Yeah. You know, you we're just now sort of grappling with this hyper visibility um, well, more so, you know, there, there's visibility in the community. There's still a bit of lack of representation for the trans masculine community, I believe. But still, um, trans people in general are becoming more prevalent and more discussed. Um, and, and that's a great thing. But um, I would like to see more normalization of trans people in media rather than sensationalism mm-hmm. of trans people in the media. Um, mm-hmm. so, yeah. What do you mean by sensationalism? Um by sensational, I mean when people see us on 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 TV, it's always like a wow factor. Mm-hmm. You know, people, it's like we're something to be, you know, looked at and, and speculated with, and like there's there's always just so much um, unknownness and surprise, and like a lot of that comes with stigma, and a lot of that, that comes with um, you know people um, getting sort of invasive and in, in the questioning and things like mm-hmm. that. And it's like you're not humanizing us when you're putting us on screen and so that was the rare thing about pose that pose was such a beautiful representation of the trans community where it wasn't focused on us being trans but just the fact that we would happen to be trans and you're seeing all these beautiful stories of the ways Mm -hmm. that we're existing throughout our lives um various things whether it's the house mother also representing you know like the uh, sex workers and also also just so many things being sisters and brothers and it's beautiful um seeing that we have so many aspirations Mm -hmm. um and dreams you know outside of just the sensationalism there's so much more to trans people than just our bodies yes and i think that that's always been the focus when talking talking about trans people for so long has been our bodies and this transformation that people just can't believe and just like get to know us get to know us i want us to really be on screen and really give us a chance to be just regular actors like any yeah. other demographic just so. absolutely absolutely um sorry adjusting myself how has mental health been used against black trans folks? Um, what are some ways for the black trans community to find healing outside of the current mental health framework? This is an amber yeah. question. Because yeah. you see how hard it's it was for... I, 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 I'm I, sorry. Yeah. Well, okay. The reason why I brought that question up was because I saw a flyer that said that um, mental health was being used against tra- uh, black trans folks. And mm-hmm. so uh, I was like, damn, really? How is that happening? Like, because, I mean, as uh, a cisgender woman, uh, also black, and I'm just like, it's mental health is hard. And even going to find resources, finding, like, I'm literally like, oh, can I get a black woman therapist? Can I get a therapist who understands, you know, abuse? Or, like, I don't want to feel like I'm, like, explaining myself the entire time. Mm -hmm. So I was just like really interested to understand how mental health is being used against black trans folks and then how can they find like community and and because everybody needs help with like mental health especially now especially what's going on so like that's what that's why i asked that question <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah no it's it's a beautiful question it's a great question um so mental health quote unquote um has definitely been being used against black trans folk um as a means of gatekeeping i think Um, gatekeeping for black trans people with mental health professionals who are often you know they're what's the word i'm looking for 
um, they're refusing proper care to trans folks under mm-hmm. the the guise that we're not actually dealing with a very real and treatable thing, which is gender dysphoria. Uh, rather, they're looking at us as uh, we're suffering from a mental illness. Mm-hmm. Um, and being transgender is not a mental illness. Yeah. Um, just like being a homosexual is not a mental illness, mm-hmm. you know. And so just a couple years ago, they, they took that out the DSM, you know. So um, that this is what we're looking at. It's like a lot of times trans people are not getting the care that we need and deserve. And we're, we're trying to access proper medical care and we're being misgendered and we're being mistreated and um, we're being gaslighted as if we don't know what we're talking about um, when nobody knows what I'm going through better than me mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day. Um, and so that's important. And I think that it's important that we kind of look at mental health in a holistic way and not focus specifically on psychiatry and therapy. And, you know, therapy is important for everyone. You know, I do mm-hmm. recommend it for everyone. I went to therapy for, for quite a long time and it was very helpful. But at the same time, I think that we need to open up our view of what therapy looks like. Um, one of the support groups that I facilitate is actually not a trans masculine support group. I also run a a group called Healing Through Arts, um, which is a general LGBTQ support group. And of course, I center POC folk in that narrative. And I'm currently in the process of revamping it um, to focus more on political education as it refers to art and teaching people how art refers to um, has been encompassed in revolutionary movements Mm -hmm. um, throughout the centuries and so focusing stuff on like literature from James Baldwin and um, different like artwork from the Black Panther Party and different communist movements things of that nature um, but also at the, while doing that giving people a space to actually do things with their hands you know I do we do sculpture work we do painting we do and doing these things together doing writing activities and uh, finding different ways of expressing ourselves and people really take for granted Um, the healing power of actually creating something with your hands and doing it together. And while I'm creating these safe spaces uh, of bringing the the communities together and interacting with each other and laughing and eating together, every time I facilitate a support group, whether it's my trans masculine support groups or whether it's healing through arts, I always make sure that people have a hot meal. And it's very important because it's like, okay, we're trying to a lot of my, my groups focus on redefining and centering healthy masculinities. But how can I, I talk to these guys and talk about being better when you you hungry? You're not going to focus on anything that I have to say. How can I, I teach you how to be a better person and be a better man when you worried about where you're going to get your next meal? So make sure you have something. And you, okay, you feel better. Now let's talk about how we can be better as people. Um, so that stuff is really important. Um, and as far as black trans people fi- figuring out ways of tackling their mental health together, um, community is so important. I can't stress this enough. I need black trans people need to hug each other more and spend more time to each- with each other, cry together, read together, um, build community gardens together. Mm-hmm. Um, just really, really um, connecting with each other and, and finding ways that we can spread that love that w- this cis hetero white supremacist society refuses to give us Mm. um but that we so much deserve and so much so seriously need um 
we we can liberate ourselves together, you know, outside of this this very narrow framework uh, of mental health. Because outside of the transness, I mean, black tra- black people, period, already have a very serious um, history with um, with the health industry and with the medical industry yeah. mm-hmm. in the society. We take it back to like the Tuskegee experiment Ooh. and them like, you know, forcing, you know, injecting black people with syphilis and mm-hmm. like all of these different things that are going on. So, you know, we're very, we have, we're very fearful of even dealing with medical providers as black people, period. And then you put a tie in the intersections of transness and how that is constantly invalidated because of this colonialist, um, you know, country that we live in, you know, where they've um, kind of forced this gender binary onto us, you know, like invalidating two-spirited people and invalidating non-binary people and um, the expansive identities that encompass gender that different cultures have, um, you know, acknowledged and also respected throughout uh, societies throughout the world for centuries, um, you know, all of that has been erased and attempted to be erased and stifled here in America. And so it's very, very important that we come together um, and figure out ways that we can connect with the earth and connect with our ancestors and, and find different ways of bringing about healing together. Because, you know, there's all kinds of folks, you know, you, you, you look around and we got healers all over the place, mm. you know, so... I think that my pussy has healing power. Oh, come yeah. on, come on, Mine healing too. pussy. Oh. <laughs> yes. So, last question. This is like the. I feel like we haven't gotten through all the prey questions in a long time. Look at you, Devin. Yes. Um, because <laughs> usually we only get to like four or five. We um. Do. You said supporting trans people also requires taking a stand supporting sex workers. Why is that important? I did say that. <laughs> you was like, I feel like you forget. Did you forget that you said that? No, absolutely okay. not. This okay. is. This, I'm glad that you brought this up. This is really important. So, we can't talk about liberation and, and support for trans people without acknowledging the intersections of sex workers in our community. Um, and a lot of people like to shy away from that, especially, you know, as we're gaining more visibility, a lot of people want to um, shy away from the concept of trans people as sex workers, because obviously we're so much more than that. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying, we're doctors and CEOs and actors and all of these things. Um, but with that being said, there's so much stigma around sex work um, that I think that we need to unpack. And, you know, sex work is work. You know, first of all, sex work is something to be respected, um, even when it's something that is chosen, you know, because a lot of times we're talking about sex work and we're talking about exploitation and um, and misogyny that goes into that. And like, yes, there's a lot of that going on, but also we have to acknowledge agency. You know, we have to talk about that, you know, people deserve agency over their own bodies. And so anyone who, who is doing sex work should be respected and what. Um, if that is their choice. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, not everybody goes into sex work by choice. Sometimes it's out of survival, you know, and a lot of times for people in the trans community, um, we're, we're often discriminated against to the point where we don't have access to affirming jobs to where we have 
no choice but to turn to sex works as a means of survival. You know, otherwise, how are we going to pay our rent? How are we going to find someplace warm to stay at night? So um, this, this is really important. So all these laws that are um, criminalizing sex work in terms of definitely harms the trans community because there's such a large portion of the trans community and especially trans women who are forced into sex work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how are you going to talk about helping these women, especially helping trans because trans men do sex work as well. Um, how are you going to help these people if you're shaming them for what they're doing as a means of survival when you have removed all other means of survival for them we live in a capitalistic society you got to make money to live all right so if you're not providing me with any means of making money i'm going to do whatever it is and use whatever it is that i got to make sure that i live to see another day Mm -hmm. um and so you these women who have been disenfranchised and these men who have been disenfranchised we we end up in in prisons and a lot of times you know um trans women are being housed in male facilities they're being you know they're being raped they're being there there's um getting all this institutional violence incited mm-hmm. against them you know and all this like stigma they're having to deal with these court cases and being misgendered like there's so many layers yeah um that goes into it and so um and you're you're going through the this punitive system of course as black people so especially dealing with black trans people and all the violence that we're facing um first of all i'm an abolitionist so i don't even believe in prisons <laughs> um so that but that's a whole nother talk so when i'm talking about decriminalizing sex work it's a it's a necessary step for the liberation of trans people mm-hmm. it absolutely is um Damn, I don't even know. I feel like I, I'm about to give a TED talk. <laughs> go on, friend. I can go for. I, I need. I need to get my notes. <laughs> I actually have one more question for yeah, Pray. No, uh, and we didn't ask you this before, but how are you doing? You know, like how how are you like mentally? Like what helps you throughout the day? And because it. I mean, it's already hard, okay? <laughs> like, New York is fucking hard, but just like, I mean, it's, it sounds like you support so many people and you're there for so many people. How do you maintain you? It's a work in progress. Every day I'm trying to, you know, um, balance the the space between helping others and helping myself mm. and a lot of times it comes down to helping others is helping myself. Um, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I'm building these spaces, these safe spaces for trans queer people of color. And so that's building a safe space for me. Like mm-hmm. I'm doing this for other people, but I'm also doing it for myself because no one else is doing it for me. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up as a, as a queer trans man in the South, in Texas, there were no spaces like that for me. And, you know, they, we didn't have the LGBT Community Center and the Bronx Pride Center and Destination Tomorrow and GMHC and all these spaces where there are actual resources provided for me or where I, I can actually find a space to advocate for myself, where mm-hmm. I can actually gain some sort of access um, to a space to help create. Um, I didn't have any of that. So with that being said, you know, New York has been a blessing moving here um, and being able to carve out that space for myself. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm doing great. You know, I think that uh, my girlfriend is a, is a great support system for me. Oh, so you now know, you so now, yeah, I mean, we're, <laughs> we're working our way down. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we are in a polyamorous relationship, but um, but she's definitely my rock. 
you know, Come so she's yeah, she's my rock, rock, rock. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, she holds it down for me. You know, my friends, my roommates. Um, I live with two other black trans men, so my house is, you know, a TS household for sure. Um, and that's very affirming. You know, mm-hmm. we keep black trans excellence, black trans everything is written all over the walls and stuff like that. So, you know, I keep myself grounded um, and, and constantly like surrounded by affirmations. I provide myself with daily affirmations, mm-hmm. uh, trying to like sit at my altar for a bit and just ground myself and, and ask, ask my ancestors for advice and, and, you know, ways to move forward about my day. And also just keeping myself surrounded by other uh, black queer people and especially black trans people uh, really just soothes my soul on a day-to-day like having to go out and step into the world and and deal with white cis het folks <laughs> is really draining on the soul and so mm-hmm. I try to keep it at a minimum um, and it really has done wonders for me <laughs> I'm sorry my face was just like mm. <laughs> just dealing with sure. I know you can relate. <laughs> yeah, um, just having to deal with people in general sometimes for me is very difficult, which is why, which is why I've been in isolation. <laughs> okay, so we're going to get into that. Ow. You, re- you ready? Yes. Even though you, re- you wanted to bring up your rock all late and stuff. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the boo. <laughs> boo, Morticia. Oh, oh, come okay. on. oh okay. so so anyways the first that question is are you seeing one currently so yes already answer that yeah i'm seeing someone her name okay. is morticia it's a black trans woman i love her to death yes Shout how long have morticia. you been together we are our one year anniversary is coming up on the 22nd of this month oh um, so that's very exciting okay that's cute yes i'm gonna rub you for good luck because yeah go for it Okay. All right. All right. But not in a negative way, a positive way. (laughs) (laughs) Right. 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 I had to change that. Like my my, I I can't keep a man. I just I'm not meeting a man that that wants to be kept yet. Mm. There it is. Come on. Come on. Change that statement. There it is. Affirmative statement. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Do you get an anniversary gift and a Christmas gift, or do you even celebrate Christmas? Yeah, she gets an anniversary gift and a Christmas gift. The anniversary gift is significantly more important than the Christmas gift, though. Mm. Okay. Because you know, it's or... like three days before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you know, Christmas and that whole, you know, I hate colonizers. <laughs> I figured that. So all of those holidays are really like, mm, you know. I can't. I, you know, I got to subscribe to the secret Santas and stuff with all my family and my coworkers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know, I'll. I'll participate. I like a Christmas gift. I'll take it Christmas gifts. But you know, come on, come on. I'll take a gift. I ain't got to. I got to celebrate to get the gift. But as far as the significance, the anniversary definitely holds more value. Okay. And so, like, did y'all meet on December twenty first? How do you do it? I'm always come. I always want to know how people do their anniversary. No. So for me, the anniversary is actually the day that I asked her to be my partner because we had been seeing each other before that. Um, we started seeing each. Actually, fun fact: we met through India Moore. Okay. Pose. Oh, India Moore is a good her. friend of mine. Oh. I love her to death. She's amazing. If you're listening, shout to out to India. Ah, oh, we I love met her in the Room One Hundred Gala. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's, she's a beautiful soul. So I was actually going to an art gallery with India, and um, she brought along Morticia. 
you know, and when I first met Morticia, I thought she was a cis woman, actually. I wasn't paying her as much mind. But (laughs) not that I don't love cis women as well, but, you know, just like that wasn't my focus. Like she brought her cis friend. I brought my cis friend. I thought that's what was happening. (laughs) So, but, but, uh, no, but, uh, but she was real, real cool. Cis motherfuckers (laughs) can be together. I'm not involving myself in this. Nah, I'm just playing. Uh, but yeah, we met through that, and then after that, we linked up. She hit me up afterwards and asked me to like have a drink with her, and I was like, sure. And I met her in person, and we really, really hit it off. And from there, we just kept going. I saw her a couple more times. I saw her at like this uh, cruise that I went on, this little like trans day at sea cruise, and okay. yeah, it was really cute. And I was like, damn, you looking good. I was like, where you been? It's been a little minute. Um, and after that, I just started like linking up with her more, calling her more. I was calling her when I was out in London. In, and when I was um, facilitating some workshops out Come there, on, international and, thought. Yeah, <laughs> I wish I didn't get no international dick. Oh, I, <laughs> I wasn't there long enough. It was, a, it was a lot of white people in London. <laughs> but I really hate you. That you love I really, me. I really hate. You. Know that when I say I hate you, that means I really love I know. you. I'm working on. I'm, I'm trying to be better. <laughs> Where was I? <laughs> But yeah, so we met. Right, right, right. So yeah, by the time it hit, once it hit like October, I was like, oh man, like I'm really into this girl. So November went around, we was each other all the time. So once it was right before Christmas, I like was going out to see my family, mm-hmm. um, to visit them in Houston, Texas. So like right before I left, I was just like, will you be my partner? Like I didn't know. She was like, I thought we was already doing that. <laughs> I was like, oh. Morticia is me. Because that was telling me, like, I, nigga, you was, like, nigga, you was my boyfriend. We, like, you was my partner, like, right, five weeks ago. I don't know why you asked him. That's what sure. it was given. But, you know, I needed to solidify so that, you know, I could have a nice anniversary date. Give her a nice anniversary That's present. really cute. So, here we are. All right. Um. So... I'm sorry. I have to ask because I'm really. I'm. I want to say. I want to say ignorant, but I'm not. How define polyamory for me? Just sure. Just so I'm clear. So, poly, mm-hmm. you know, multiple. Yes. So, amory, you know, amor, meaning mm-hmm. love. So, polyamory, oh. meaning the ability to love multiple people. Um, for me, my my love is not an hourglass. You know, my ability to love one person does not take away from the desire or love that I have for another. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I I have the ability to love in multitudes. Um, Yeah. I love that. I love it. (laughs) But I do think uh, a guy told me that, like, his love was like a, a hourglass before, but I was younger and I was like, okay. "You thought that was cute?" No, I thought it was game. You know, it was. <laughs> no. It was. Ah, 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 ah. said it was. You were correct. <laughs> I was like an hourglass. Okay. Niggas ain't shit. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. But you, we ain't gonna do that today. <laughs> you the shit though, Devin. Thank you. Yeah. I try my best. Sexiest underwear you own. Sexiest underwear I own is probably like these fishnet undies that I have. Okay. Yeah. Hold on, what color? They're black with a little pink up top. Oh, mm. okay. front. Um, okay. Yes, definitely see through. Okay. Ew. Ew. I rocked them out to a club once with Raquel Savage. <laughs> really? I don't know if you know who that is. But I do. I know. I'm, yeah. I'm obsessed with her. If she, Shout out to Raquel. If she's also listening, I'm going to reach out to you soon. <laughs> 
I've heard the name. I can't know why. I don't know why I've heard the name. Because I've been like, uh, she's the have... sex therapist. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it all makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. It's all coming back to me now. Uh-huh. Come back and see me, Raquel. Ooh. <laughs> That's homegirl. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> but usually the way you said it, the right? way you said I'm it like, was what? like, oh, all right. That's we're, just my voice. We're also messy. <laughs> no. Too messy. Too, too messy thoughts. <laughs> We was all ready for the mess. Like, what y'all got going on? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't about to get me. Uh, come on, come on. Well, um, Amber, I don't know what that meant. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just, I was, I'm weird. I have OCD, and I like to format things. And it was just, okay, that's all. Okay, sorry. To the listeners, we have oh. a Google Doc. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I, sorry. So, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that the formatting was correct. That mm. is all. I all right. You. Amen, a word. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have a lot of hair. Do you like your hair to be pulled? Is that I do. Okay. I do. It doesn't get pulled enough. Mm. Right now, though, it's a little thin. Like, I'm working on, like, some black castor oil treatments and stuff to, okay. like, bring it back. So, yeah, I might have to wait just a okay. little while. Okay. Before. Maybe like okay. a month or so, but I do like it pulled. Okay. Do you like a soft pull, a hard pull? It depends on the mood. It depends. Okay. Actually, it depends on who it is. Okay. You know, some people can pull it nice and hard, and other people, I'll be like, "What the hell are you doing?" Okay. Touch my. Hand. Do you like to be? <laughs> look, look now. I'm a, do you like? Do you? Is there any like? Um, do you just like it to be pulled, or do you like a little t- like some sex talk with it, or? I've never had my hair pulled because I ain't got no hair. <laughs> oh, I have. I mean, yeah, you could do. You could do, talk a little Yo. dirty with it. You okay. know, I, I, pre- I prefer my hair pulled. You know, like when I'm like bent over. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a pull back, so it give you a nice arch. Yeah, you like that? You know, mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. Oh, I t- I'll take some of that. Mm-hmm. That's a good I'll one. Take it. I'll take some of that too. <laughs> you know uh. what? Just wear like a wear like a scarf. Ah, 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 ah. Pull my do rag, baby. Pull my do rag. They have done that before. It was pink. Ooh. <laughs> you like pink. You do. I, I've been getting pink, into it. Pink is the. I've, I've considered. I've recognized pink as a much more masculine color now. Pink is my favorite color. Is it? It looks yeah. really Beautiful. good on you. Yeah. Thank you. Pink mm-hmm. is like my favorite color. Pink and blue, but mainly pink at this point. Um. What I what's what's an idea surrounding masculinity that you had to release in order to create better relationships? Mm. I actually came up with this one. Yeah, that's what's you. Yeah, yeah, this one. Yeah, <laughs> I want to hear your answer. <laughs> Ooh, ah, ah. Woo, child, the ghetto, <laughs> Devin. You look. Um, I think I'm still letting, I think I'm still releasing certain ideas. I think for a long time I had very much in my early years of, um, I guess you can say my early years of homosexuality, even though I've always been homosexual. Um, I was born this way, gaga. But I had very, um, I was attracted to very toxic ideas of masculinity. And I think over the last couple of years or so, I've started to release a lot of those ideas. Um, thankfully um so i've been meeting people who really um are kind and treat me well and um i don't necessarily know yeah so i'm still releasing some of the, like i said most of the toxic ideas but i've definitely let some of them go and they've been they've been helpful <laughs> very helpful 
and finding people who treat me well. Mm. Good. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm trying. I'm a work in progress. Aren't we all? Yeah. Fair. Um, but for me, I think that one of the things I had to break down or shy away from as far as masculinity is concerned to better my relationships um, is really you know, embracing that radical softness that I was talking about mm-hmm. that we're so often, you know, shying away from. Um, I had to tell myself that it's okay to cry in front of my partner. It's okay to express my feelings and frustrations and actually naming what my issues were because I felt like for a long time I was having issues with my partners and I, you know, I had a lot of those toxic masculine traits that I was trying to portray. I felt like for a long time I was overcompensating um, for what other people saw me as a trans man, as a trans man, really trying to overcompensate for the lack that people saw in me, trying to prove my masculinity and prove my manhood by being extra tough and, and extra masculine and really, like, being very thuggish and, like, just, I don't know, I was doing a lot, and it, and it wasn't cute, and so whenever I was angry, or rather when whenever I was sad or whenever I was frustrated or something was bothering me, it came out as anger. It came mm-hmm. out as rage. I was the type to, like, go around, like, busting dents into blockers and stuff like that so you know I really had to check myself on all that what what is it that I'm really feeling uh and what is it that I want to say that I felt like I haven't been allowed to say so um now whenever I'm having issues with my partner like when I'm feeling um emotions of jealousy for example because you know as a especially being in a polyamorous relationship like that's something that you have to process and work through and so I've taken the time to step instead of automatically going to my partner and like coming at them like hey blah blah blah, blah like this this fucked up like you got me fucked up like now I sit down and I write mm-hmm. and I write like what it is that I'm feeling what are really the feelings that I'm having and what is it that I want to say what are the what insecurities are being poked at, you know, that I need to, that I need to really navigate around and figure out what's going on with me. Because a lot of times jealousy is just stemming from insecurity. It's not even about what the, my partner is doing or Mm -hmm. what the other person is doing. It's like, where do I feel less than, or what, what are the needs that are not being met that I need to express? Um, so that we can we can be back to a good place because a lot of times it's like my partner didn't do anything wrong, you know. Usually it's just I feel like I might maybe I need a little more attention, you know. Maybe I maybe I I need to feel more heard and mm-hmm. needing to express those things rather than saying like you don't care, blah blah blah, because that's almost never the case. Yeah, you know, our partners care, um, but also our partners aren't mind readers. Um, and so, and as men, we have been taught to stifle our emotions and we've been taught to not be expressive where we have a very like small range of emotions and feelings that we're allowed to have. And so really, um, breaking that box open and, and being more expressive, Mm -hmm. um, has really just been such, um, a beautiful thing. Um, and it's just allowed me to have a, such beautiful and such, um, healthy relationships more so than I ever had before. Mm. Um, so I'm blessed. And it's always a work in progress, but things are better every day. Okay. Amen. Yes. 
Amber called me. Well, I called you out because <laughs> you were rolling your eyes. No, I, I was about to say some negativity and you stopped me. Exactly. I'm, 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 I'm told you. It's just a, it's day one <laughs> of me trying to be positive. Mm. <laughs> let's get Positive to the, pussy. Yeah. Let's, ah, get to, ah. <laughs> let's get to some thoughtier. Some thoughtier questions. I feel like pulling your hair. Favorite sex toy. Or current favorite sex toy, I guess it could change. My favorite sex toy, it probably would be like the double-sided strap that I have on. Mm. It's where like Ooh. it goes on internally and then it also has like this little section on the bottom where you can stick a vibrator in there. So it's like, it's real nice. It's, it's a little thick for some people though, so I can't use it with everyone. Oh, well, you know. Yeah, I gotta tell you, sorry. Amber likes it thick. I like it. I like veins and stuff. I like a challenge, you know. Amber likes a challenge. I like it thick too. Mm-hmm. I just don't like it long um, or super long. Let me refer. Uh, let me be you. very clear. Let me be very intentional with my words. <laughs> I d- I don't like it. I don't like it short. Mm. Just don't like it super long. I'm more of a like a seven and a half. I'm like yes, a seven eight girl. Yeah, that's seven, where it's eight. at. I'm yeah. like an eight eight and a half mm. nine. Oh. We know. <laughs> um, size queen ass. Um, <laughs> Not a size queen. Uh, uh, since you're an actor, do you like to role play in bed? Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I'm open to role play. Okay. Have Definitely. You ever done I have I have done some role play, but you know, I'm really interested right now in like being leashed. Ooh. That's something that I'm very interested in. Me I'm kind too. Of, yeah, really. Yeah. yeah, I actually want to buy a dog mask. Is what oh. I'm really. Ooh. Yeah, like I would love like for a nice femme queen and like high heels to walk me around in a leash, and I got like nothing but like a little leather, some Ooh. little leather get up up top. Like I think it'd be very sexy. I'll do tricks wanna... for you. <laughs> Come on, Devin. Come on. <laughs> Man, I'm so fucking dumb. I'll do tricks for you. But the way he said it was like a happy ass puppy. Like, I'll do tricks for you, whatever you want. I can't. I can't. Sometimes I howl. Come, shut up. Anyway. (laughs) Um, Last question Have you ever had a threesome? And if so, what was that experience like? I have had a couple threesomes. Okay. They haven't been my fantasies as I would like. Like, my first threesome, like, shouldn't even count. I was way too drunk. And then my my second one, it was like, uh, my girlfriend at the time, like, she got jealous. Uh, Mm. Like, she wasn't a fan of seeing me fucking the guy. And so, Mm. that didn't work out as well. And then my most recent threesome, it was like... I wasn't getting any attention. Like, it was me and another guy and then my lady, and she was the center of attention there, which is cute, you know, I don't mind. But ideally, like, I don't want to have a threesome if I'm not getting pounded or at least getting my dick sucked, like, at the very minimum. Mm-hmm. So, you you know, your dick of course. Oh, okay. You're well, <laughs> get enough. Yeah, like, so, um, yeah, I, I'm still, I'm still looking for my ideal threesome. Okay. I like to be the middleman. That's that's what I'm looking for. So. What do you mean the middleman? I want to be in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> like I would like, you know, it's like a, you know. <laughs> I feel like the middleman in a threesome is the person who gets the most 
the most Love. engagement. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want, I want, um, I want all the holes filled. <laughs> like, like at the same time, like a word, no. like, a blessing. I feel yeah. like okay, maybe not all of them. Two out of the three. I would like. You know, okay. Which, wait, wait, now I gotta ask which hole you against? Because <laughs> you even had a random uh, question on there. It was like a when was the last time the poo bitch or something like that? Uh, <laughs> oh, so <laughs> do you? Uh, yeah. So to answer that question, I've actually never been a poo bitch, but that's because I have options. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. unlike many men. Uh, oh, so, okay. the, so you know what poop so, bitch, okay. no, Ooh, so poop bitch doesn't mean that yeah, yeah, so okay. what does that mean for okay. y'all so poop okay. so bitch yeah it. sorry we be putting the questions on there sometimes we don't be explaining so poop bitch ah, ah. Um, a poop bitch <laughs> is so you, you bitch can was see painting what, yeah that's what it looked like oh no 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 no, no, no. that's not what poop bitch is it's no. actually kind of mean yeah, it's bitch. more it's more like a time you've been clingy desperate um. Oh, yeah. Ah, ah, ah. He, <laughs> Devin was like, I've been that a couple of times. <laughs> no, not even. Oh, okay. Ooh, Ooh, come on, I'm get not the a girl. very desperate person. Mm. Come on, help me. Come on. Yeah, like that's not fun. <laughs> it's not. Sadly, I've been there though. Um. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, I feel like there is a level of vulnerability in being a poo bitch because you are like you are doing so much that you, you lose your pride sometimes huh. and i sometimes think that's a beautiful way to look at it Amber. and i Come and on. i sometimes positive, and i sometimes think that that is actually cool as someone who doesn't let herself go like that like I, sometimes i wish i could do just some fucked up shit and you yeah. know okay sometimes bird confessions um these are rapid fire questions um, or semi rapid fire, really. Okay, what kind of bird are you? Pigeon, dove, flamingo, or peacock? Dove. Oh, really? Okay, that's fair. Um, favorite ratchet song? It's hard. <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> I don't know. I like it like that right now. I like some kind of car. I like Cardi B right now a lot. Okay. So probably her whole album is just a a ratchet. Fair a ratchet playlist. Fair. That's my favorite ratchet playlist right now. Who do you want to write a song about you? Kanye, Drake, or Future? Drake. Okay. All right, did you see the vacation photos? Have I you did. seen them? No. I haven't seen the meme. <sighs> What's going on? Like, Drake is such a bird. Well, and good. I just love it. Mm-hmm. I just love Me that he's too. A, I just love that he's a little, just a little light-skinned bird. Um, <laughs> my favorite type of birds. <laughs> Not really. What? Not really. Yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely say, the... He's the personification. I, 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 damn, Amber. I was joking. You was about to say I, fuck. I'm sorry, Devin. I was about to say fuck light skin people, but. <laughs> no, it's okay. We ain't shit. <laughs> Drake is the, like, personification of my ain't shitness. Like, he yeah, really is. Yeah, that's true. Fair, fair. That's he why is I picked the, him. Um, <laughs> who could get the ass first, street pharmacist or game banger? Street pharmacist. Okay. Um, dream ghetto love, Lauren London, Nipsey Hussle. Amber and Wiz, Cardi and Offset, R.I.P. <laughs> what, what was the first one? Um, Nissy Hustle and Lauren London. Yeah, we probably have to go with that. Okay, okay. Come on, you like a little game banger? Come on. I didn't say I never said I didn't like them. You just <laughs> said you get it first. You're right, you're right. <laughs> Nuck if you buck or back that ass up. Nuck if you buck. I knew it. 
That's that Houston. Mm. You already know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, laters or Jolly Ranchers? Nah, laters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, you said it right. Nah, nah, laters. Um, who would you rather get impregnated by, Future or Drake? Drake. She really? got more money. Fair. He does. Fair. Lots yeah. more. Well, lots and then more. you wouldn't be like the seventh. <laughs> right. And also, I'm Fair. sorry. Future ain't that cute. Can we? Okay. We're not going to do that, Devin. Uh, this, we're, we're Devin not gonna, that's what we're not going to do. Future is a His lot of things. His shitness has really just, you know, every it, time I look at him, he gets more and more unattractive okay i can feel that, that. is fair mm-hmm. but if you remove all that ancientness from Ooh. it if you just took if you just just because he like has style don't mean he no them no, teeth no i've seen i've seen future in person and every time mm. i'm always a little like future been, huh he got a cute smile he mm. got he got great teeth that's really what it is future Good been te- fine since at the same damn time right pretty to much me. for yeah me too okay. um Okay, who would you um, love in hip hop, Basketball Wives or Real Housewives of Atlanta? Love in hip hop. Okay, bundles or wigs? Bundles. Come on, you better get yourself in. Cardi B or Nicki Minaj? Cardi B, hands down. Tyra or Naomi? <laughs> Naomi. Okay, ass implants or lipo? Which one you getting done? Ass implants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. DR or where you getting your ass implants? DR or Columbia? Uh, DR. Okay. Um, baby fat, apple bottoms, or J Lo? J Lo. Really? I don't think we ever had somebody choose. I don't remember, but I like J Lo, so I, I feel that. That's fair. Um, I've seen too much baby fat. South. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like in Houston you saw too much House of Darion as well. All of that. <laughs> um, oh, mm, mm. Uber or Lyft after a hookup? Uber. Okay. IG model or video vixen? IG model. Okay, so you are IG model. Which one are you endorsing on your IG? Flat tummy tee, waist trainer, weave, or Fashion Nova? Fashion Nova. Okay. Um, your baby daddy cheats on you. Who do you want to cover it? Shade Room, Ball Alert, Family List, or Hollywood Unlocked? Ooh. <laughs> I don't like none of them things, but I guess I'll go with Shade Room. Okay. Um, <laughs> you are going on a celebrity dinner date. Where are you going? Philippe Child, Nobu, or Catch? Nobu? Nobu? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, Nobu is my favorite of the three. Although I do like Philippe's. I love their chicken satay. So, mm. plan B or prayer? Plan B, for sure. <laughs> prayer will leave you with a couple more hands to pray with. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our next session is Daddy of the Week. So, this is the one person who we're crushing on mm. for the week um, or the most right now. Um, last week for me was Chance Perdamo. I don't know who I'm on. I'm gonna let somebody else go first. Amber go first because I don't know who my Zaddy of the Week. Is. I didn't even have time. To I didn't even think about this. I totally forgot about a Zaddy of the Week. I feel like Zaddy of the Weeks are so hard for me. I know mine. Okay, who's okay, Zaddy of the Week? Yeah, come on. Yeah. He followed me on Instagram recently. I'm Ooh. gagging. Yeah, it's a he's a porn star, Giovanni. You might know him. Giovanni. No, I don't know Giovanni. You just go by Giovanni? Yeah, G-O, Giovanni Viv. Okay, hold on one second. Let's look at Giovanni Viv. Let's look at Giovanni. So when your favorite porn star... So when your favorite porn star follows you, like, what does that do for your (laughs) self-esteem? 
Oh my god! I was do you so, want? Did you want to post was, more thotty photos? I was like, elated. <laughs> But then I was like disappointed because I didn't, you know, I ain't got the coins like that to be logging into his live videos. <laughs> you know what? I'm since since you brought that up, I'm gonna go with my um one of my favorite my day of the week is gonna be Nate Turner. Mm. Uh, Nate turn her. Um, oh, okay. The, the porn. <laughs> yeah, show. yeah. Mm. He he was short. He's short and stocky, like I liked him, and he got a bald head. And he's from Harlem, I think. Oh, yeah. Found out later. I'm still lost, y'all. Who am I crushing on this week? Yeah. Do I have a porn? I don't never know uh, male porn stars' names. Because they don't really do that with straight porn like that. Like, they don't really, like, focus on... Yeah, they don't focus on The dude. But that's Um, why I only have a few. I don't have any male porn stars I can think of. Uh, um, men suck. Um, who am I crushing? At first, I thought you were gonna on? say big men suck. I've said him already. Yeah. I've I've said like all the least problematic dudes on here, basically. You know what? Bell. You got it. Got it. Because we did talk about him last episode. Okay. We'll say Teak Milan. Mm. My homie. Fine mm. as fuck. He's great. So, Zaddy of the Week, Teak Milan. Teak. Mm. Teak. Fine as fuck. Yeah. That's who I. It took me 30 years. Mm. But, Teak, mm. I am proud mm. to say that you are my Zaddy of the Week. Mm. Shout out to you. Just thinking about Teak makes my makes my. Also, my middle name is Milan, so get off. Stay away from. <laughs> stay away from my boo. Anyways, can't have shit to myself. Anyways, you already. Anyways, bad bitch Hall of Fame. This is one. You know, this is one woman we feel like um, basically deserves her flowers. So, who do you feel like deserves their flowers? T. S. Paris. <laughs> I don't know who that I is. I don't know who T.S. Paris is. She's a she's a model on a she's a transgender model on Instagram. Her name is T.S. Paris. Okay. And she followed me too, so <laughs> I, I, I'm in love. I'm still trying to get a date. <laughs> Devin, you know what? You won't be using our show to be pushing your agenda for fucking. That's what you you're gonna do a lot of things on this, this podcast. I'm trying to eat, pray, and thought <laughs> with T.S. Paris. Okay. <laughs> I'm so fucking done with you trying to push your agenda. For f- like, Devin said, I'm not going to leave the show without somebody fucking me. Someone is going to fuck me. Oh, my God. Um, who is my bad bitch Hall of Fame for the week? Damn, we weren't prepared. We were not prepared this week. We were not prepared this week. I totally usually forgot about that. Yeah, right? Too. It's been a long week, y'all. I told y'all. Um yeah. Mine would be my mommy. Because you know me and my mom have had a very, <laughs> we've been, we, we've gone through a lot, especially over the last year or so. But um, these last couple of weeks, she's been very supportive and very loving when I've been trying to like have more conversations and just talk to her about the shit that goes in my life. So it's been good. Shout out to my mom. Shout out to Jackie, whose birthday is coming up very soon. She's one of them damn Sagittarius. <laughs> All right. Amber. Um, the first person I thought of, even though 
we talk about her a lot and I've talked about her a lot this podcast. Um, but I'm going to say Cardi B. Come on, um, because I, I mean, she might get with Offset, you know, three weeks from now, but she's not. No, no, but, we're no, no, not no, no, no. But, but what I'm saying, what I am saying is I am proud of her for like standing up for herself and realizing that, you know, she doesn't have to deal with all this bullshit. Like she's had mm. probably one of the best like years um that anyone has ever seen and i don't know what she's done in like her personal life but she does not need that type of baggage or that type of negativity and i'm just like proud of her for being like nah i don't need this shit like fuck you and Mm -hmm. and she's still gonna flourish and she's still gonna be dope and I know she's been in the um, Bad Bitch Hall of Fame before, but, you know, I Actually, would like I think to... think Cardi has been in the Bad Bitch Hall of Fame. Oh, my God. She definitely needs well, she to. Needs to. Yes. And I am low-key a barb, so... Um, a word. So, I love her, but Cardi... And also, thank you for helping me get through this week. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, we close out the episode on Good Pussy Vibes, which is one quote or just something I've seen on Instagram usually. <laughs> 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 if I'm being completely honest. Um... So I have two this week. The first one is trust your healing process, even when it's lonely, drawn out, uncomfortable, and awkward. Once again, trust your healing process, even when it's lonely, drawn out, uncomfortable, and awkward. The other one comes from Jazz Waters, um, who is, I've known Jazz for a long time, but I actually, um, we met when she was a writer. Um, but basically she said Isn't she still a writer? Yeah, but we met when she was like she wasn't writing for T V then. Got it. Yeah, she was like writing for um she's actually writing for Nicole Bitchy at the time, which ain't even is now. Oh my god, Nicole. goals. Right? Um it reads she basically oh, damn, damn, damn. Sorry. Sorry. But shout out to you, Jazz Waters. Like, um, if you don't know who she is, she also is a writer for This Is Us. Yes. Uh, probably one of the reasons why um, the black family is the best family on the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, you know. And so shout out to Jazz Waters. You're definitely an inspiration. Yes. So she wrote, what God has for me is enough. So, yeah. Mm. A word. Mm-hmm. Um, what God has for me is enough. I'm gonna, <laughs> I might put that on a shirt or tattoo it on my what ass God cheeks. <laughs> no, what you want? No, it is Amber. for me. Amber, Amber. <laughs> Shout out to my gospel phone. <laughs> Amber is a heathen, y'all. Don't, I truly am. She's the I'm most like, gospel loving heathen you have ever fucking met in your life. Uh, literally, she's the most. So, anyways, Devin, before we leave, is there anything, anywhere, anything you want to promote? Anything, anywhere you want the folks to follow you? Our thoughts, and you know, anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can uh, definitely follow me on Instagram at Devin Michael Low, um, and definitely hit me up on Twitter at That Boy You Like. All correct spelling. <laughs> so, Devin Michael Low and That Boy You Like. Shut <laughs> Especially if you um T.S. Paris. Yes. <laughs> or Giovanni. I don't want to Open. Open. I'm open. <laughs> I, I'm out. <laughs> um, I would like to say, as, as always, thank you for coming. Um, please follow us on Twitter and um, Instagram. Our, um, it's ePrayThought. Obviously, the thought um, on Instagram, they don't want us to be thoughts with an O. They want us to be a thought with a zero, but that's where you can follow us. We're always on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Music Play. So please subscribe and tell a thought to 
tell Thought to listen because um, tell as many people to listen as possible. Because please, 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 because <laughs> I, I would like to start getting advertising dollars soon. I'm I, y'all. I'm look, like we we should. Be I want aver- I want I want profitable bussy. Yes, I want my bussy to be more profitable. Yes, come on, speak it. Amen. Speak it. Yes, yes. Ooh. Um, if you guys have made it this far, thank you. And also, <laughs> um, please, if you we are going to have a fabulous sexpert on next week so please 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 if you have questions if you have comments about sex relationships feel free to hit us up via instagram or twitter you can also email us at eatpraythought at gmail.com that's eatpraythought at gmail.com so feel free to do that we might you know what never mind what Um, we can also add that to the beginning of the episode too yeah that's what i was thinking about too Mm -hmm. because we 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 be be forgetting we be thinking Uh, (laughs) and we we be be thinking we be thinking um as always thank you thoughts for coming remember keep your bussies tight um and filled with joy and love yes and you know whatever else you want to fill it with (laughs) 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 i love you all bye